Welcome back to One Conversation, the podcast where we believe one conversation can change a life. Today we are rounding out the month of October, which is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. We have a great guest speaker today who is going to provide some powerful insight in domestic violence and technology. Yes, I am beyond excited to have this guest here in the room today with us. Uh, she is a paralegal and a longtime advocate at our agency. She has extensive knowledge of how technology can play a crucial role in abusive relationships and be used as leverage to maintain power and control over a survivor. Um, and also disclaimer, we also love this individual. So I'm just so excited to have her here today to have a conversation with her. Yes. So let's go ahead and welcome our guest, Heather Anderson. Hi, uh, thank you for having me here today. I'm super excited to be a part of your guys' podcast during the Domestic Violence Awareness Month. I've been at the agency for eight years now. This month, I uh, wow. you know turned it's I turned eight at the agency. It's super exciting. <laughs> Congratulations! Um, that is eight domestic violence awareness months that I mm -hmm. have been a part of this amazing agency. I've seen a lot change over those eight years, uh, including our topic today. I started out as a parent-to-parent -parent supervised visitation monitor. And then I worked my way over to being an advocate and was quickly picked up in the legal department as their legal advocate. Um, I am super grateful to be a part of this agency where we can continually provide up-to-date information and safety planning with our clients. I am so excited. I, I just love also that you've been working in so many different capacities at the agency as well, right? Like transitioning roles, seeing so many different sides of it, mm -hmm. and now working as a paralegal, but also again, you have such an extensive knowledge of technology abuse as well. And this is clearly important. We are so ingrained with technology in every asset of our lives, right? It's, it's such a great thing for us to stay connected, to make things easier for us. But at the same time, you know, as much as it can be a luxury and so wonderful, there's so many things about technology that we may not think of, right? Or we may overlook, we may not really understand how these things can actually be used as a means of power and control, right? Or as uh, an abusive technique in a relationship. So I'm really excited to discuss this today. So before we dive in and kind of get to the heavier stuff, right? Talking about technology abuse and how that can look, we always start off, uh, when we have a guest, we always start off with some fun questions just to kind of, you know, let the, let the audience get to know you a little bit. So we have a few fun questions for you. Our first one being, would you rather be the smartest person on earth or the funniest person on earth? Ooh, that one is super easy to answer. I'd, <laughs> I would rather be the funniest person on earth because Ooh if you are the smartest you're you're only as smart as the people you surround yourself by but mm -hmm. you can't offer anything to anybody except your knowledge whereas mm. if i'm the funniest person on earth which i pretty much think i am <laughs> so so all serious and so funniest person on the earth because laughter uh can create so many great relationships that can bring somebody out or into a specific feeling or emotion that they are lacking in their life and mm. i love a good funny person i just love to surround myself with funny people makes the Same. days go by way easier yeah yes i agree with that because i feel like sometimes when they're so funny it just kind of distracts you from if you have problems going on or whatever it gives you like yes. a little break mm -hmm. just to just laugh and mm -hmm good self-care yeah 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 laugh. I love that yeah. that's a great answer I mean I would love to be the smartest person on earth <laughs> I just don't know what I would do with that except right. probably yeah. you could probably kind of might get kind of lonely I've thought about yes. that before right because no one else is really on your level to where mm -hmm. you know maybe you're having a hard time connect but instead yeah the funniest person what great connection that you could make so yes love that answer Okay, and for our next fun question, um, if you could have one superpower, what superpower would that be and why? Breathing underwater. Breathing mm. underwater? Yes. That was a quick response, too. Yeah, I, was... I know this. <laughs> yep. Um, and I don't really know if that is a superpower, but I, I think it is. I think it would be mm -hmm. the most amazing 
power to have is to be human, but also be able to survive underwater for as long as I want. I love the water. I will be in the water as much as I can during any type of season. If it's snowing here in South Lake Tahoe, I can go to the coast and surf, paddleboard, whatever. But I really mm-hmm. wish I was in the water talking it up with the fish and the <laughs> and the sea life. So breathing under the water. I feel like that's where I am destined to be. I have not really heard that commonly either as a response to that. So I really appreciate that. I think that's really cool. And yeah, imagine the scuba diving trips you could take, you know, if you could just go on. You wouldn't even need the scuba diving. Out. Yes. Right. Yeah. You would just be able to hang out down there. You just walk <laughs> right in. <laughs> yes. I love that. I love all these answers so far. So, okay, here's our last one. And we actually ask this exact question to everyone. We just chose this at the beginning, you know, as this podcast conception, we were deciding, you know, what are we going to ask all of our guests? And so this is the question we landed on. (laughs) But if you could have lunch with anyone throughout time, fictional or non-fictional, who would it be and why? Um, Edgar Allan Poe. Mm. I've thought about this for probably about 20 something years he had a huge influence on me when I was in school I loved the way he wrote I um an amazing fact about Edgar Allan Poe is he was a a literacy critic so he criticized other people's works and I mean this is in the 1800s right so we're talking about people didn't have much technology or like they wrote their poems or their uh books out in handwriting and uh, he spent the majority of his young life writing and not sharing. And then in, I think it's 18, you know, in the 1820s, he was married and his wife passed away. Uh, and I think he passed away two years later of a broken heart in um, 1849. Mm-hmm. But in between 1820 and 1849, he wrote so many poems so many short stories that they were all focused around uh, what was like the romanticism genre that came right after the transcendentalism genre, Mm. which was like all like, you know, the goodness of people and how amazing we all were. And Edgar Allan Poe was the complete opposite where he wrote about death and the ugly parts of life and he was so ahead of his times. I would just love to sit with him and talk about his literacy uh, capabilities and how um, he only had one year of formal college of writing, you know, writing. Oh, um, wow. And I love to write. I've always loved to write. It was my escape from, you know, in my teenage years. And I think of him as one of my biggest influences. So I'd like to pick his brain. A long lunch. I'd need a long lunch. (laughs) (laughs) An extended lunch, yeah. Yes, Yes. an extended lunch. I think it's amazing how there's people in the past that were so ahead of time prior to then, to, you know, knowing their knowledge, just looking at life very differently. And I would, I think those people are always good people that I would want to get to know as well. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, amazing. Absolutely. And thank you for answering those fun questions. We are excited to dive into the subject with you today. Uh, we know that this is something that you have a lot of experience in, and I think this is going to be a really insightful conversation for our listeners to to begin to obtain some more knowledge. Or if you if it's the first time that you've heard about this, um, it's like a good little one oh one. So the first question is can you define or explain the internet of things and what that is? Of course. So the internet of things, it refers to devices that are connected to each other and to a device or an app that can, that somebody can control, whether it's uh, connected through the internet, Bluetooth uh, or other means. Um, It could be a variety of items and I think we'll talk about those and unfortunately these devices and systems can provide yet 
highly invasive ways that technology can be misused uh, to monitor, harass, threaten, or harm a survivor. At the same time, they can also offer tools that survivors can use uh, to increase their safety, their protection. With our homes and lives quickly accumulating smart devices, it is imperative to be aware of the good and the bad that these products come with. Um, Convenience, energy savings, security abilities. Mm -hmm. Those are all some of the important benefits to purchasing these devices and why we fill our homes with them every day. these devices become a very unsafe reality and we should move away from depending on them to provide us the safety that we bought them for in the first place. Yeah, absolutely. So that's so big, I think, to keep in mind, right, is just, like you said, how ingrained technology really is in our lives, um, how it is such a wonderful tool to have, but at the same time, again, there's this whole other kind of dark side to it, right? And so to kind of dig a little bit deeper. Um, and like you said, you know, kind of talking about specific devices, cause we know that there's different pros and cons um, or ways that someone could misuse these devices um, in all different forms. And so let's start by just kind of talking about, because you also mentioned that survivors could perhaps use these forms of technology or these tools, you know, as ways to kind of keep themselves safer, again, as well as, you know, their perpetrator, their partner use them for a means of control. So can you discuss the pros and the cons of, let's start with home security systems themselves. Yeah, so let's start out with the the bonuses, right, of the home security systems. And there's such a huge variety of them, um, ranging from $30 cameras to the whole state of the art, you know, thousands of dollars invested into your home security system. But um, so some of the, some examples, of these items are Google Home, Alexa, Amazon Echo. Um, those are all voice activated devices that they can, they make our life so easy, right? You can mm-hmm. have them make a phone call for you. They read text for you. They can play your favorite song. They can share a recipe with you step they by can step. Pass vacuum. Yes, they can. Mm-hmm. They can. So um, the security cameras, the interior and the exterior ones are cheap and they're easy to set up. My friend installed uh, my interior and exterior cameras for $50 and he did it from his home during the pandemic and he lives in San Jose. So oh, wow. um, and he did it so that I could keep an eye on my home while I'm away and I really don't have a need for it I just it's so convenient right I could just check in and see if there's packages at my door or not from uh, work or from a vacation so all I had to do was scan that QR code to him and provide him my Wi-Fi password and boom he's in Wow but also there's that thought of is he still in right I was just gonna say that right maybe not that particular friend but just how easily accessible that is like really just stuck out yeah. to me when you said that yeah I mean, it's a QR code. Uh, I I would think that the QR codes are pretty easily um, scanned if you can get your hand on them. I mean, I threw the box away in the garbage. It goes to the dump. I don't know if, you know, there's just all those unknowns. And so that's why I have, um, we'll move into the cons. So these home security devices, they can be controlled by any device. So I can control my cameras, turn them on, turn them off, access different rooms of my home or the different sides of the outside with a little button on my app. And these devices can also be used to control a victim's movement. The abuser knows when they are home, when they leave and come back, who are they calling, texting, who's, you know, even locking the the front door um, turning the sound systems up, blaring music in the middle of the night to scare your uh, victim. Lights can be flickered on and off. Uh, appliances can be used to to gaslight victims by turning them on or off and creating the sense of, am I crazy or is this really happening? Did I leave the stove mm. on? I haven't even cooked. The washer's yeah. going. Uh, my front door is unlocking and locking. Uh, what is going on? And that is really, really hard to document and report to the authorities because it is your home and it is your you know your perpetrator's home and 
they the authorities won't get involved because it you know it's private property and people are allowed to survey their homes and their be their property so right that makes it very difficult yeah i think that's a lot of good points that you brought up because i feel like a lot of these technologies are not connected like i know that my sister has a st stove now you can connect that with Wi-Fi and you can like turn it on and turn the oven on like doing it like why do you need to turn why do you I don't I don't see why you would you would need to like be able to turn on your your stove with your phone but I guess that's a thing that you're able to do now so yeah. I just think that's that's just everything's connected so that's kind of scary not yet <laughs> let me answer that just because I have a couple I've worked with a couple clients that do use that device uh, that smart app right and they are able to turn the oven on, right? They pick up a pizza at Papa Murphy's or whatever, and they're like, preheat oven to 425, oh my gosh, we got soccer practice, I'm gonna turn it, you know, I just need this device to turn the oven on. That way when she drives into her parking lot, gets out, the oven is ready for the pizza to go in. As well as if she leaves the house, or if, you know, the whoever leaves the house and they're like, I can't remember if I turn the stove off or the heater or if the mm -hmm. whatever, the dishwasher. Um, let me check my app. Those are all things that are connected mm. to these apps that are easily controlled. And we get these devices to make our life so much easier when in fact we are forgetting about how many dangers there are to these yeah. devices. Because we are not the only ones that can connect. People yeah. are hacking systems. They're turning on. Um, recently, I read an article where somebody in a different state from here had reported that the ice maker was just like shooting out ice from their refrigerator freezer. And when they could not stop it, her husband was controlling the freezer from his phone from a different country. He was turning on the ice maker, which it was just overflowing outside of the the freezer. I mean, these are all things that they're so easily overlooked yeah. when we're buying them. So I think that the more information we have on these devices, the better they will work for what we need them to work for. And just creating awareness, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. And then our next category, um, it's interesting. So the question is, can you discuss the pros and cons of smart toys? Okay, so smart toys, that is a whole list. Have you guys walked down an aisle at like Walmart or Target or Costco or even browsed Amazon for any of these smart toys? There's so many smart toys. They include devices that can talk and listen to our children, right? The toys, the little bears that record voices and your mm -hmm. child can press a button and listen to them, maybe listen to a message from grandma or whatever. Um, oh, some, yeah. yeah, some even come with cameras, microphones, speakers. It's just crazy. Why do we need all this stuff? So this is terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> um, they can be voice activated as well. Baby monitors are in every household these days, uh, especially families that have had babies in like the last 10 to 15 years. Mm -hmm. They're cheap. Um, 15 years ago, you could buy a baby monitor for, you know, 50, 60 bucks, which was pretty expensive 15 years ago. But now $50 is uh, pretty easy and it's a good buy, right? It makes your life mm -hmm. easier. You could cook dinner. You can watch a show, a movie in the living room while the baby's in the, the bedroom. And that device notifies you when your baby has woken up. Mm-hmm. So they also include any of the new pet cameras and the treat dispensers that allow either a one-way or two-way monitor with speakers and microphone combos. Uh, you know, you could check on Spot and see if he's, you know, <laughs> is, is, is he needing a treat? Is he lonely? Right. I mean, we're, we, pre-pandemic, we were away from our homes so much that these devices just seemed like an amazing, uh, technology discovery right we were buying mm -hmm. them left and right we would even be home um i talked to one of my family members that has one of these treat dispensers and she'd be in the kitchen and just push the button and it would like give her dog a treat oh. uh, which is you know nice but uh, we could also give our treats you know to the dogs ourselves yeah. so some of the cons <laughs> some of the cons for those smart toys is this 24-hour surveillance 
of a room in the home, including the sound. Um, They are easily the most overseen devices when a victim is safety planning. These devices can be paired through an app as well um, or a web interface that can easily be hacked into. Um, An example would be I bought a street dispenser or one of those cameras that that, like they're the interior cameras so that you can see Mm -hmm. if your kids are eating junk food on the couch, right? Right. Um, They also can be used in bedrooms and bathrooms and installed so discreetly that you wouldn't even realize that they're there. So Mm. then you are changing, you're taking a shower, you might be trying to take a nap and these two-way cameras and these audio systems are allowing your uh, perpetrator to completely uh, control and to know your whereabouts, what you're doing. And yeah. it's quite creepy to think about having these devices in your homes, especially with young children. Um, there, there's really a, a high sense of danger with these devices, not mm-hmm. knowing um, how to control them and when to turn them off and how to turn them off and how to disconnect them to check and see who's on your router, who's on your router, allow, you know, who are you giving access mm. to these devices? Yeah. So just some things to think about there with those smart devices. Yeah, and I feel like that is such a common one. Um, I know I've definitely heard a few news stories where someone's smart device was in their home. Like you said, the interior cameras were hacked into. In one case, I believe it was a seven-year-old girl and someone hacked into the camera that was in her bedroom. Uh, This is a person, you know, out of their house. It wasn't a member of the family or someone they had shared this with. And so this person hacked in and was able to talk to their daughter and they actually caught it and understood finally what was happening. And just just that thought alone is so terrifying, right? For for those reasons. Yeah, absolutely. And so especially, you know, if you do have an abusive partner that may already have all the access to it, right? Or they may have been the ones to, like you said, secretly install it, then that's a really, really big thing, I think, for people to think about, you know, and definitely, you know, maybe just considering, um, even if they're not in a domestic violence situation, just all of our listeners right now, maybe just a good idea to check in on that, right? Check in on some ways to keep yourself safe, maybe, you know, uh, disarming that if that's not necessary, if you are within the home, you know, unplugging them, things like that. So yeah, that's definitely smart toys in general, I think is super interesting. Uh, Once you said like the little bear that records you or talks back, I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense, you know? And again, really creepy. So I think as much as these things may seem so obsolete, so helpful, right? In the case of those toys, like so cute and endearing, that message from grandma. Yeah, I, I could definitely see how this easily slips under the radar, right? From someone understanding how that could be used against them. And I think that's so big for our listeners out there to kind of hear about. Yeah, when you're in a relationship, say, I mean, every relationship, right, starts off on a positive note. There's, Mm -hmm. um, it's very rare to hear that it doesn't. So you're, you know, it's just a, you're in this relationship and, and how amazing that your partner thought of like getting this camera to, so that you can watch your three-year-old in her mm-hmm. bedroom, you know, to make sure she's playing, um, you know, not trying to climb out of her crib or, or whatever the matter is, or putting one in your teenager's bedroom window, right? So you could see if she's, you know, sneaking in or out. I, I can't even fathom a reason why I would put one of those cameras in my rooms, but they happen. So if you're in this relationship and they're like, I think we should put this camera or this audio recorder in here so we could, you know, just for safety, babe, just don't worry. Mm-hmm. Like, I got it under control. We'll yeah. just look at it. If something happens, we can like refer back to it and, you know, see if our packages were stolen from the front porch or see like if Fido the dog is the one that's like chewing on the couch or something whatever mm-hmm. two years down the road you're not even giving that any thought and if you're in by that stage if you're in a relationship where it is very unsafe for you those things create an uneasiness where you can't even have a conversation with your partner to disconnect mm-hmm. those devices those devices are were very well thought out and they are still being used today, um, yeah. but not for the purpose that they were purchased for. So yes, smart devices are super smart, but they are also super smart for the wrong people. <laughs> so. 
Absolutely. And I just think about too, you know, you're saying not even able to have that conversation with the partner about disconnecting them. I think also if you passed through that honeymoon phase, those cameras went in, now things are unhealthy, abusive, scary, whatever it is, think about the huge barrier that creates, right? So if you're someone in that relationship, maybe you want to call uh, a friend and talk about what's going on or um, call a domestic violence shelter, right? Or something like that. Well, now you know that you probably can't do that safely within the home, right? Because this person can hear what you're saying, they can watch you kind of walk room to room, question you about who you're calling or who you're contacting. And so, yeah, it just really creates this entire control for that person, right? They don't have to be present for their partner, maybe to know that they have to stay in line in whatever way that looks like for them in that relationship, right? To, to maintain their safety. Exactly. And, and um there are so many apps now that they're like, our phones are just full of them, different apps. We delete them, we install them. We, there are apps now that you would not even know were on your phone unless you installed them. They're like the hyper apps mm. that they're ghosted. Um, that's a different podcast. We'll talk about that in a later date. But those, those are also, <laughs> you know, just your phone itself that you have in your possession at all times. Yeah, you cannot trust that as, um, you know, to be your your way out or or you're connecting with your friends because those those devices that have those uh, ghost apps on them can easily notify your partner what you're texting, who you're wow. calling, how long these conversations are are being made for you. Know, I mean, it's just so dangerous to rely on all of our technology these days. That's really terrifying. I've actually never really heard about ghost apps before. So now I'm kind of like, oh my gosh, what? You know, just thinking <laughs> about that. Um, but also I love that you already mentioned kind of coming back because yeah, I think there's obviously so much more and that right there, like I am so excited to get to know more about that and mm -hmm. discuss that myself. And so I get guarantee a lot of listeners might be having the same reaction as me right now, kind of like, wait, what? What is going to happen? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm so excited just to hear that you will come back and kind of elaborate on this topic for us. Because um, already, again, there's so much more we could probably talk about today. We're not even through this episode. So, <laughs> so to kind of dive back in, because, you know, I think those, the smart toys, um, those, you know, internal cameras, things like that, the little bit you just mentioned about ghost apps, you know, having things on your phone, so important. And I think there's a huge component to technology as well that I'm really excited for you to kind of discuss. Um, this one might kind of be the most obvious, right, for someone, how someone could leverage this for power and control. But can you just chat a little bit about the pros and cons of location tracking devices? Oh, so the location tracking devices is a huge conversation piece in most police departments these days across the country and probably across the world that has some kind of civilized, uh, you know, system, legal system in their country. So they have long been marketed as a way to keep children, aging parents, pets safe from wandering off. Mm -hmm. um, they used to be bulky, right? You could see them. You had to wear it, it was on a bracelet or whatever uh, in a backpack. Um, these newer tracking devices have an extraordinary long battery life, and some are even solar powered and can be paired with the convenience of a connection to like a mobile device or a web interface. Mm -hmm. What that means is I could stick a tracking device on your purse without you knowing, and it could be on there for six months without me having to replace it or charge the battery. Wow. Uh, I know where you're at, where you drive, what stores you shop at, how long you spend in, you know, Safeway, how long you spend at the park, what Starbucks you go to, how many days you go a week. Do you go five days a week to the Starbucks in between 7.30 and 8 in the morning? Can I find you there? Mm -hmm. um, there are amazing pros, though, to that, right, where you have a father with dementia Mm -hmm. and, and he likes to walk. Maybe he'll, you know, you're, you're at work or you're taking a shower or having dinner and he's not in the home and it's 
an easy way for you to find his location. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of these tracking devices have come out for special needs children and adults, mm-hmm. right? To where they can even monitor their heart rate. Um, your Apple watches, yes. They are tracking devices. So whether you want yeah. to look at it or not, they are tracking your every move. Um, so it's pretty easy to hack into one of those mobile devices uh, using my own mobile device or an actual web interface. Uh, I watched somebody do it. Uh, actually, a police officer showed me how how easy it is to like act- um, hack into one of these the Apple watches. Uh, so. Oh, wow. That's terrifying to think about. It really is, you know? It is. Especially just knowing that it is that easy. That's something that, yeah, anyone maybe can go on the internet or, you know, just have some kind of a means to learn how to do that and have all the accessibility in the world because it's Mm -hmm. done through your phone, done through the computer. That's, I think, something really big for listeners out there to kind of keep in mind. Yeah, I I have teenagers myself and I wish that I could know everything about them, their whereabouts, who they talk to, what they're doing. But in reality, uh, we live in a life, uh, in a, we live in a world where we strive on uh, independence, right? We we crave independence. Um, and, And so there's always ways for these young adults, especially the ones that are very tech savvy to stop the tracking device from working make it look like you're in a some place and you're not in another place i mean you guys see it on the movies we read it in articles it is happening um and and to to be honest these tracking device companies have no limits on how many someone can even buy um they have cheat sheets on their websites and there are many, many, many websites that provide instructions on how to secretly install a tracking device. I mean, that's what the, uh, yeah. Google that, you can Google that, how to secretly install a tracking device. And there's no red flags that pop up. They are websites that look like genuine websites, like it's not illegal. I've had many conversations with the police department here after we've removed tracking devices off of clients' cars and, and mm. they, they are not surprised. I am scared, right? I'm scared for my client's safety. Our clients mm-hmm. are scared and the police are just like, it's, this is happening. It's mm-hmm. very, very easy to um, get them. They're, they're, I think you can order up to a certain amount in one order. I, I cannot tell you the, the exact amount of tracking devices, except there's a company in New York. And when I called them uh, last year to ask them how many I could order, I just promoted it. That was like, was my business vehicles that I needed to put a tracking device on. I could order up to 50 in one order, Oh, 50 tracking devices. I don't know who would need 50, except maybe Swift trucking company. You know, they got thousands and thousands (laughs) of trucks out there, but, um, so these devices can track vehicles in real time and are so easily installed and monitored, the victim would have no idea that it was on their car. So recently we have had more victims than ever claiming that they are being tracked. They either get a heads up from a mutual friend um, of the abuser, or the abuser ends up saying something uh, catching, like, did you see your friend today, right? And how would he know that if he didn't know that you went to your friend's house? or? Maybe you met your friend at a local cafe and were and you were there for 45 minutes and in that time he was able to drive by and see that you were there. So um, recently uh, also too, we are uh, seeing that these tracking devices are so inconspicuous, you can barely tell that they are a tracking device. One of them looks like an actual uh, Bic lighter that's what it looked like. And it was floating and, oh, yeah. you know, just like rolling in the back of her car. Um, and it was actually just a Bic lighter cover and the, the lighter was hollowed out. This tracking device was stuck into it and it was just thrown in the back of her car. So maybe she got her gym bag out of her car a hundred times, but never ever thought of that, uh, that lighter being the tracking device. That's so interesting. I was just going to ask, too, as far as, you know, what are the the size of these things? What do they look like? You know, what could individuals that are listening maybe look out for? Um, But it seems like there's a lot of different ways this could look uh, or 
you know, different devices and different shapes. So this seems, yeah, really, yeah, really wild. So the cheapest ones, which I found and I ordered one on Amazon.com, it is round and it's probably the size of a half dollar. And it's black. It's uh, it kind of looks like a, like a little mini double chocolate chip cookie. It does not look like it's powered by anything, and it's because it is not. It is solar powered. You can no. stick that. Um, it actually has a little hook, so I could hook it on the bottom of a car. I didn't do that. I hooked it on my rescue dog's collar because she's ran away so many times, but that's how we find her. Mm-hmm. But um, just to think that I got that, and it came two-day shipping, right? Um, you, you don't even know what hit you in two days. So yeah, this, uh, another one, another tracking device that we had found, well, actually the, the, we had the police department help us find it on our client's car. Um, she had called and she said, I don't know what's going on. I've gotten a couple concerning comments by my partner. They are saying that, you know, they asked me why I'm spending so much time at the Creek on Elks Club. Um, and who she hangs out with in Gardnerville, right? So he knows that she's going to the creek and Gardnerville, which yeah. now makes her safe place, her friend's house right down in Gardnerville where she could have easily went to to get respite or to be a safe place. That place is off the, the table now. That place has yeah. been, um, he, he knows where that place is. The creek um, by Elks Club, it's a its a very popular destination in the summer for everybody mm-hmm. that comes to Tahoe. It's a great Beautiful, uh, yeah. docking spot for you to like put your kayak or your paddleboard in the creek there and float the river. Um, that spot is no longer safe for her or her friends because now her friends have tracking devices on their car because she was leaving it there and going with the friends. He got a heads up of that. And um, so that these tracking wow. devices are so well advanced, I, I think. Um, we could meet in a month from now and have a completely different conversation about them. But uh, the information should be used to make informed decisions. So if you have a suspicion that a tracking device is on your car or your per- your purse or your backpack or whatever, um, you need to be informed. You don't need to be uh, intimidated, right? There's our ways to find them. I think that there's uh, many, many ways and people in your own communities that can help you find these tracking devices. Or if you know somebody that thinks they have a tracking device on their car or whatever, you can guide them to like go go to a auto shop, you know, and have them put your car up on those uh, the lifter and, and, and check. They are very smart. They see them all the time. They work on these cars mm-hmm. on like county cars that have the tracking devices on them. They are the ones that install the tracking devices on the cars that are leased to people. Um, mm-hmm. They do that now, you know, because they can deactivate a car. You're driving down Highway 80 and boom, you don't mi- you you miss a payment and your car's, you know, on the side yeah. of the road because they won't let you start <laughs> it. So um, knowing what benefits and risks these devices, including the home security, the smart toys, and these location devices offer will help uh, everybody decide for themselves what is in their best interest and how can this uh, device be used for them and against them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and questions that you should ask yourself is, does this particular device need to be smart or connected? Do I need the device to be connected? I know that, you know, 1997, 2001, when I had kids, the baby monitors you plugged into the wall it was a radio frequency right Mm -hmm. my neighbors could there would be no way my neighbors could hack into those those are still on sale they're like twelve dollars now um those might be a better option do the benefits outweigh the risks uh i think everybody that is a super individual and personal question that everybody can ask themselves my risks are not your risks and my benefits are not your benefits and then how secure is the device and the app that it runs on? Um, what are you doing to make sure that device is secure and that you are the only one that has access to that device? And then the last question that I think everybody should ask themselves is, can the user increase and individualize the security? Can they create their own passwords? Can they change the passwords for these devices frequently? Who knows these passwords? Who knows that these devices exist? Yeah, I think those are all questions, really good questions for everybody to ask themselves while they're purchasing these smart devices. Mm -hmm. 
And I'm so appreciative of you really going through that, right? Kind of talking about considerations. If you do feel like you have a tracker, especially on your car, I think that's super smart to take it to an auto shop, right? Because not only do they see those other vehicles that may have legitimate tracking devices for whatever reason, whatever capacity, but they're also going to understand if they look under your car and see something out of place because they work on cars and they will know, you know, if something is not supposed to be there or some, you know, kind of foreign little entity is on there. Yeah. Then they might be able to pick that out. Um, and also those questions, I think, you know, just thinking about how easy, it, maybe we could just use that little radio baby monitor and have that same sense of security, have that same feeling, you know, and use it for those same reasons to be able to check in to make your life easier, but at the same time, kind of minimizing those risks, right? And so, yeah, I think obviously technologies, it's not going away, right? We're only just building off of what we have. Uh, I like that you mentioned we could have this conversation a month from now. It'll probably sound completely different because by that time, there's going to be some kind of an evolution there, different devices, different ways of using those. So, yeah, I think just keeping in mind as we live this world filled with technology, just how can we be smart and the safest that we could be in whatever ways that looks like for us. And so I really appreciate you kind of chatting about that a little bit, um, just talking about some of those options. And so before we kind of move into our meditation here today, because again, this is just a great 101. We're going to have you back so many times, and I'm thrilled that you've already offered yourself to come back to do some more episodes. But um, before we kind of head out of here today, I, I just want to know, is there any other forms of technology we didn't discuss today or just considerations for them that we have not chatted about that you just want to highlight before we kind of leave this space today? Yeah, I think to revert back to uh, our own needs for this technology, right? What am I getting this technology for? What am I going to be able to do, accomplish if I get this uh, device or this home security system or what? I mean, I think that we all look for devices to make our life easier, Mm-hmm. Which in these days and age, I mean, like, I, yes, please sign me up for anything that will help me make it easier. But I also try to step back and think, do I really need this? And why? Why do I need this? Um, I have not had a, a baby in a very long time, but I have friends that have had babies recently. And these baby monitors are absolutely stunning. They're gorgeous. They don't, they're not little like white boxes anymore. Mm-hmm. You can get them shaped like a lamp with a little video on it. Um, and they're cheap. And they, those are things that you do use, right? You, you, you use those in your homes for what they're made for. But there, you know, there's those those risks that you take as well. And I don't want to scare anybody away from buying these devices because they are spectacular devices. They are really used. Um, they're made for what they're advertised for, right? Mm-hmm. Like the 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 dog treat one. Um, you know, it's it's so nice. If especially I have a dog door. Like if my dog comes back in and lays down, I. I know that he went out and used the bathroom and I'd like to reward him and who am I to say that he didn't reward himself enough right he came back in the home he he didn't he might not have needed a treat so I did get rid of that device that that no longer (laughs) exists in my home because to be honest he he was gaining weight um because he (laughs) some of some of them you can they can reward themselves right they like push a button and then like a red button or triangle oh, and boom so, a, a, a tree yeah, pops yeah. out and we were all gaining weight because we, <laughs> you know he's like we don't mind like, if I do thank yeah. you yeah <laughs> I was like yeah and then I'd see him eat a treat and I'm like well I deserve a treat because I got you that treat and so then I was getting a treat so um, I just pulled myself back and I was thinking um a- as a victim what would this device do to put my safety at risk right Um, and I think if we can all live vicariously through different eyes we would have uh, um, safer lives better connections Um, some of this technology is taking us away from the actual connections that we need and and that we thrive on Mm. so just be prepared when you're shopping for devices or devices that you already have in your home the considerations that you should be taking is do you need this device and what purpose does it serve 
yeah, and some forms of technology that uh, I have not talked about. I think that I'll save that for a, another episode because mm-hmm. social media, even though it's not an actual tech device, it is right. technology and everyone uses it. And it is probably the most um, unsafe uh, <laughs> form of connection that we have with uh, relatives, friends, and the thousands of strangers that we have friended over the last decade on these social media platforms. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. I love a good cliffhanger for yes. future episodes as well, because I am so excited again to just <laughs> kind of dive into that with you. So I know, again, so many listeners are probably thinking that same thing. Um, so yeah, listeners, just definitely keep an eye out for upcoming episodes. Uh, we may place a few of those within uh, January, which is Stalking Awareness Month. I think that's a really good fit, especially talking about social media, tracking, mm-hmm. things like that. So yeah, to listeners out there, definitely keep your eyes open for some of those upcoming episodes. And so before we get into this meditation, I just want to say, Heather, thank you so much. I know you're busy. Um, just for taking the time today and starting this conversation. I definitely learned a few things. I have definitely um, been kind of thinking in my head throughout this episode, maybe different different things I'm gonna do with my own technology. Uh, I do have a pet cam that I have for my bunnies. I've been unplugging it, and so I'm gonna like continue to do that and you know, just kind of look into some more um, safety features for a lot of the things that I use, and I think that's a good idea, right? For kind of anyone to do that in terms of, you know, if you have this technology, if it's really readily available to maybe people in your lives or possibly hackers, just, yeah, knowing yes. those risks, right? No, yes. No matter if you're in a relationship or not. I mean, mm-hmm. there, there's just these devices. I know uh, my mom is single and she's got quite a bit of these devices and I don't think she needs any of them because she, she just doesn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so we've had many conversations about, you know, just disconnect, just mm-hmm. disconnect with these devices and plug them in when you need them. You know, you could plug in your cameras when you leave. Mm-hmm. You, you can. I mean, it's you are completely 100 percent in control of these devices until you are no longer in control. Mm. Um, so use your power wisely. And uh, and for anybody that has any questions regarding technology abuse if they think something's happening or if they just have questions they can call anytime Mm -hmm. yeah and so we really thank you for mentioning that as well that uh individuals can reach out you know especially if you're in the tahoe and alpine area we're gonna have as usual a variety of resources linked below different things that our listeners can look into perhaps to keep themselves more safe um different you know just articles or things that we find on technology abuse what that can look and sound like but we're of course going to have our information listed as well and so yeah anyone can feel free to call in um and you know connect with heather she again is kind of an expert in this stuff so super thrilled to have just started this conversation with you today and so i hope and i also hope that no one's kind of leaving scared right that definitely wasn't the point of this i think you know it just might have been eye-opening for a lot of people and to be honest i think that's a really good thing you know if again if we're using these things all the time we don't even kind of recognize them they're background noise at this point then yeah especially important that we're not fearful but we just have these things in mind right and just can protect ourselves in the ways that we need to and so really looking forward to future conversations but for now that was a great 101 and we're just going to dive into a nice little meditation and so what we're going to do today this is a little counting meditation just to kind of sink in relax connect and so if you're available to do this meditation at this time i just want you to find yourself into a comfortable seated position or actually whatever position is comfortable for you, if that's laying, if it's standing, whatever you have available and that feels best for you. I want you to close your eyes if that is comfortable and just take a moment to just notice how your body feels. Observe your body without trying to change anything. Notice any areas of tension And notice which parts of your body feel relaxed. Just sit quietly with this intention and turn your attention to your breathing. 
breathe in slowly and deeply in through your nose and out through your mouth. Deep, slow breath in and out. Continue with this breathing. And as you breathe, begin to count each breath out in your mind. So breathing in, one, and out. Your next breath in, two, and out. Your next breath in, three, and out. And continue counting on your own. Follow the natural rhythm of your breath. Focus all your attention on your breathing and these numbers. If your attention begins to drift, Focus again on your breathing. And if you lose count, simply start again at one. On your next inhale, you can forget about the counting. Just slow your breaths in and out. On your next inhale, Hold your breath for a moment before a big exhale. And repeat that again, inhaling deeply, holding your breath for a moment, and a big exhale. And enjoy this feeling of relaxation that you have right now. Notice how you're feeling both physically and mentally. And notice how it feels to be more relaxed than when you started. Take one last deep breath in and out. And when you are ready, feel free to slowly bring attention back to your body Start to wiggle, perhaps fingers and toes. Slowly open your eyes. Do whatever movements, stretches you need to. Get your blood flowing again. And I just want to thank our listeners out there for joining in that meditation with us. Yes, I feel like that's always one of my favorite parts after after a topic is just relaxing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just want to thank Heather for, you know, taking the time out of her day to discuss this topic. It was very insightful. Um, I know that we learned a lot here. And to mm-hmm. our listeners, um, I hope that you def- that you learned something as well. And just like Lisa said, we're not trying to scare anybody, but I just think it's important to be safe about the tech that you use. Absolutely. Um, and then also to our listeners, uh, make sure to check out our resources that we will be linking below. And it'll give you more information about tech abuse and how to be more safe on your tech devices. So we just want to thank you for listening in and we hope that you will join us on our next conversation.